Welcome to the Dropship Podcast, where you'll learn how to build and grow a high-ticket dropshipping business and hear stories from successful e-commerce entrepreneurs. Let's kick this thing off. Hey, welcome to the Dropship Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about drop shipping profit margins. I, our, our content team stumbled on this keyword, and I was like, yeah, of course we've done a YouTube video on this or a podcast on this. And I was I was searching for it, trying to send it to him. And then I realized we haven't really talked about this. We've beat around the bush. Certainly in other podcasts, we've talked about you know end of the day, where you should end up, typical average margins in the country. But we've never really specifically talked about dropshipping. So that's what we're going to do today. Like, I think we should probably start with what is margin? What is profit margin? You know, work through the details of that and what that actually looks like. And I'm happy to share some examples from my own experience as well. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, dropshipping margin or, or margins in any business is essentially um, you buy something for X amount of dollars, you sell that thing for X amount of dollars to your customer. So you buy it from a supplier, you sell to a customer. And the difference between those two amounts is your margin in the most basic terms. Now, of course, you should be selling to your customer for a higher price than you bought from your supplier. Uh, there's certainly been times where I haven't managed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but the difference between those things is your starting margin or what is typically called your gross margin. Um, so when we go past that basic description of what your margin is, you get into the, the next terms you'll hear when you talk, when you hear people talking about margins is gross margin versus net margin. So gross margin is that simple margin, the difference between what you sold the product for and what you bought it for, just the basic cost of goods sold from your supplier. So whatever you get invoiced from your supplier, that's the difference between those two amounts is your gross margin. Your net margin is the margin you're left with after you subtract all of your costs of making that sale from the gross margin. And essentially, the net margin is kind of your pre-tax income is what that works out to. So you're going to have other costs besides just buying the product. You're going to have some subscriptions. You're going to have marketing costs. So you're going to spend X amount of ad spend to make that sale. That's one of your costs. Um, you're going to have maybe you've got some employees. So you've got some employee overhead that you could attribute some of to every sale for example. And so there's a range of costs in your business and you like to run an effective business, particularly at scale, you need to have a way of working out the difference between your gross margin and your net margin so that you can accurately track what you can actually pay yourself. Um, because if you don't work that stuff out, then of course you can run into the issue where you're paying yourself money that you don't actually necessarily have. Yeah. And I've certainly made that mistake in the past as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot when of these things you make in the beginning, you'll learn, right? You might yeah. get a gross profit of X and then you go and sell it and a customer wants a discount and shipping is enormous and you didn't know any of that and you might lose money on a sale. And that happens from time to time. That's where you learn. That's where you can rediscuss your margins with your supplier. But gross is, is what you start with. Net is what comes after. I just pulled up a, a random business here. Um, one of the test businesses I run. So G Suite is an expense. You know, we've kind of talked about this on how you can get started for less than 500 bucks. Uh, G Suite's an expense. Bing ads is an expense. Facebook ads is an expense. Google ads is an expense. Uh, you know, much higher on the Google ads than the other ones. Grasshopper for a phone number, uh, clear sale fees, 
uh, Shopify subscription and then, you know, the good old Shopify credit card fees as well uh, are part of our, those deductions. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, um, net is what you take out of the business. Gross is what you start with, right? And so I think a lot of people who are wondering what drop shipping profit margins are, are really thinking about that gross part, right? They, they want to know and, and uh, specifically people like to talk percentages. And I know you have a little rant on that towards the end here, but I think understanding what is a margin what is typical inside of dropshipping and, and more specifically, what is typical inside of high ticket dropshipping? Because again, we're not talking about little trinkets uh, from AliExpress that you're dropshipping uh, on your website that show up 40 days later that you know are a pile of crap or something that you're dropshipping from Amazon to eBay or eBay to Amazon or Amazon to Walmart or Walmart to Amazon or any of those other different types of dropshipping. We're specifically talking about you having your own business selling products on your website and you acquiring the customers. This is what you can typically find when you go speak to the brands that you're going to sell. That's what the suppliers are in high ticket dropshipping. They're literally the brands that exist in your space. Hey, remember Holly? Yeah, episode 212, from zero to $500,000 in five months. Holly is one of our best students and you can hop on a call with her right now at dropshipbreakthrough.com forward slash call. If you're listening to this, I know you're thinking about starting your own high-ticket dropshipping business and what better person to speak to than Holly, who is a shining example of what can be done starting your own business. So hop on a call with Holly, see if joining Dropship Breakthrough is right for you. Dropshipbreakthrough.com forward slash call. I've seen everything across the board here, John. So I wanted to give some real examples. I don't have any brand names to pull up here, but when I was in uh, pitching machines, I ran across a few brands that were... Bottom of the barrel. They were literally 5% margins. They would ship this product for me, which uh, I guess lessened the blow a little bit. But 5% is about as brutal as you can find anywhere on the planet uh, for dropshipping margins. (laughs) Um, I was able to mark those up and make some sales. But realistically, I'm not going to focus on a brand that's offering me 5%. I'm not going to focus on a brand that offers me, um, you know, even 10% margins, but this is where you can, you know, get into our, our later argument of, uh, of percentages versus dollars. In high ticket dropshipping, I've seen everything from as low as that five up to 60% margins, which is uh, unbelievable, really, when you're talking about the dollar figures we're talking about. When you think of low ticket dropshipping, you're thinking of that that kind of keystone, right? Most people think 50% margins, I'm going to keystone in this product, I'm going to sell it for 100, I'm going to take 50 home, right? In low ticket, that's I'm going to sell it for... $10 and I'm going to make $5. Or I'm going to sell it for $19.99 and I'm going to make $10 on that. Um, and this is where like, I think percentages and numbers vary because if you make 50% on your low ticket item that you need to go acquire a customer for on Facebook, you might have $0 left over before you even acquired a customer, right? Mm. Whereas if you make 30% on a $10,000 item, you have $3,000 to go acquire a customer. So you're first you're saying 50% sounds better, but 30% in the high ticket range is a wonderful place to be in the two to $10,000 range because it leaves so much margin for you to acquire a customer, pay your fees, pay your team. And then, you know, we're business owners at the end of the day, we want to take a profit out of this business as well. Uh, so to me, that's the difference uh, when I'm thinking about gross margin between low and high ticket. And I know, John, you, you hate percentages as much as anyone because it, it doesn't tell the full story. No, it doesn't. And uh, I was just while you were talking about examples, I actually pulled up. So for uh, one of our sites, Backyard Bloke, um, I've got a a product pricing sheet, a Google sheet, which has every product that we sell. Um, and it lays out the price, the supply cost, the list price, the net margin, the you know gross margin, all of these sort of things on those products, what the margin is, if we offer a 5% discount, 10% discount, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So I just pulled that up just to see like what the range is. Um, 
And to to your point about percentages, a lot of people when they talk about um, margins and they're talking about they talk about percentages. Oh, I've got a fifteen percent margin, or oh, I've got a thirty percent margin, or whatever. And they get very focused on margins in determining what is a good product to sell and what isn't, uh, or what is a good supplier to work with and what isn't. Um, you know, because when you talk to your supplier in the first place, you know they're going to give you a pricing list um, and all of that sort of thing. And so you're going to hear you're going to start thinking about that margin very early on. Um, and certainly. You know, there are some indicative numbers that we use, like if you hear 5%, generally, yeah, that's going to be too low. That's that's pretty brutal. Um, but there are, there's some gray area in there. Um, and I think if you just think about the percentage, you can lead yourself down the wrong, the wrong path um, sometimes. So looking at a couple of high-ticket products that we sell on this site, I can see, just looking in this sheet here, got a product that we uh, sell for uh, 2800 and forty nine dollars. Um, I'll even I'll even go to one thousand three hundred eighty nine dollars. There's a product we sell for one thousand three hundred eighty nine dollars, and there's a product that we sell for eight thousand seven hundred ninety nine dollars. Right now, the margin on the one thousand three hundred eighty nine dollar one is just under thirty percent. It's like twenty nine point something percent. The margin. The gross margin I'm talking about, so just the difference between what we buy from the supplier and and, and what we, we're selling it for, the margin that we get on the uh, $8,799 one is 15%. Now, if we just think about it in percentage terms, you would say, oh, well, 15%, that's, that's a bit low, isn't it? Like, come on, 15%. But if we think about that in dollar terms, that's $1,400 or thereabouts. Right. Whereas on the on the previous product, the one thousand three hundred eighty nine has a higher percentage margin. That's only three hundred eighty nine dollars or thereabouts. Right. So fundamentally, which one do I want to sell more? I want to sell the fifteen percent margin one more because the product price is higher, so I can live with a lower margin and still make money. Now, selling that product is probably going to cost me around. Uh, Let's be generous and say a couple of hundred bucks. Let's say it's going to cost me two to three hundred bucks to sell it. Uh, I'm still going to have a thousand bucks net margin that's going to go into my pocket or could go into our pockets, right? Pre-tax. Whereas if I, if it costs me the same, roughly the same, even if it costs me a little bit less to sell that thirteen hundred dollar product at thirty percent margin or thereabouts, I'm not going to be left with much. I'm only left with a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars, something like that, which once again, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not bad, that's profit, um, that's good, but it's a very different outcome for the business from you know, a product with a lower percentage margin is way better to sell than a product with a higher margin. And so that's why it's... Now, if, if I just looked at it on the percentage margins, I would say, well, I probably maybe I don't want to sell that 15% margin product because that means I'm only going to be left with like you know, 12 or 13% or something after my costs. That seems low, but if I thought that, I'd be leading myself down the wrong path. When I actually take into account the actual costs involved, I see that selling that is actually a very profitable thing to do for me, even though the margin in percentage terms is low, sounds low. Like, And on that site, I mean, yeah, we have products that are like 50% plus margin, right, as well. So there's a whole range, but they don't necessarily make more in dollar terms than that 15% margin product.
Yeah, I think uh, long before I could call Ezra Firestone a friend, I saw him on a conference stage, and he was talking about this stuff, and he was saying, hey, when you sell your products, and again, he's talking about you know your own brand, you need to have like four to one, five to one into it, right? That means like 80% margins is what you should have. And so mm-hmm. I had my own brand and that's about right. I have 70% margin, 75% margins on those products, right? Um, but they're $50 products. They're $60 products, right? They're $100 products. Yeah. And so when he was outside um, at that conference, he kind of had his own booth for Blue Ribbon Mastermind and uh, something else he was selling back at the time too. I, I Walked up to him and started talking. Told him what I did. Uh, turns out Ezra Firestone, the the goat uh, in in e commerce for a lot of people, he started high ticket dropshipping. Uh, he was selling bar stools. He was selling other things, and we ended up having a really great conversation. We talked for a while, and I said, "Hey, man, here's where we're at in this company. We're about to bring our own product to market, and it's it's probably going to be like two thousand hard costs, three thousand, four thousand hard costs, depending on the bundle that we go with. When I do your method, that means I got to sell it at." you know, $15,000, $20,000, no one's going to buy that, right? And he's like, oh, oh, okay. So here's where you're at. When you're, when you're talking these small products, you got to be here. As we work our way up the ladder of retail prices, there's less and less percentage margin to work with. There's a lot of dollars to work with, but you can't expect to have 80% margin so that you can sell, um, you know, a $4,000 product for 20000 so that you can give it to a retailer at ten, and they can sell it at 10 Like, it doesn't work the same way. And so mm-hmm. you have to, you know, maybe 2X into a price or 3X into a price. So think about the person you're buying this product from, what their margins might be, uh, and why they might be giving you the 15% or 20%. And realize that as you go up in that retail price, it's actually going to get smaller and smaller percentage-wise. Um, it doesn't have to. There are some exceptions to this, of course. But the dollar figure that itself will be much, much larger. Uh, what you should expect though, I think is pretty typically 20 to 30%. I, I, John, you've done a lot of these calls. We work with a lot of students. Would you say that's the range 20 to 30 that you've seen? I know that's, that's it for me. That's kind of average. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and I think that's, that's realistically as well. I mean, the interesting thing about these numbers is that, I mean, I've been in this now nearly a decade. Um, you know, at some point in the next, little while we're going to have a yeah john's been drop shipping for 10 years party i don't know um it kind of makes me feel old as well <laughs> um like the margins we get today like that that spreadsheet i was reading off right and you know i read down the list you know like like i was saying 16 15 15 28 28 27 22 22 24 21 25 i'm reading you out margins on products here 20 22 22 23 30 you know, 41, 44, 46, 40, 38, 44, 34, 34, uh, going down this 24, um, 19, 19, you know, 20, 20, 20. These are all margins on products. And that was across a range of different brands that I just read through. Uh, and you can see there, yeah, I mean, 20 to 30%, some above, which is fantastic. I mean, you hit those 40 to 50% margin products, like, you know, if they're two, $3,000, that's, that's great, right? That's a really... That's a really sweet spot. And you'll definitely find some of those, but it's not going to be the majority. But 20 to 30%, that literally hasn't changed from the day I started, right? People worry about like, is it dropshipping getting harder? Is it this? Is it that? Are, is it more, are margins going down? Da, da, da. And you do see that margins can change in some individual markets or some individual niches. Um, certainly, we did see that in a few places um, during COVID. So wine fridges, wine coolers is one. Certainly in the US where margins went down, um, the cost of shipping went up from China horrendously during that time, you know, containers were hard to come by, all that sort of thing. 
And so the suppliers put their costs up, but didn't allow people to put the map price up to match that. And so we did see margins in that particular market go down, which made it a harder and less attractive niche to be in than it used to be. It used to be very attractive, like years and years ago. Um, and so that happens occasionally in individual places, but across the the spectrum of, you know, all the all the niches that we look at, like it's amazing actually to see that margins are literally the same as they were or very similar, you know, um, years ago, uh, which is cool, which is one of the great things about High Ticket, I think, is it's a very, very stable business model. And I don't know if, I think some people maybe don't believe it, but, uh, you know, like a lot of the things that we do today are the same as what I was doing 10 years ago. Like literally a lot of things have not changed that much. Yeah. And I think 20 to 30 uh, can give you a sense of like uh, only 20. Uh, that's probably where you're going to start with a lot of vendors and work your way. And like the, the, there, uh, it'd be unreasonable to think there hasn't been more people building businesses in the last 10 years. Right. So while people think it's more competitive, I just think like there's more demand there's so there's more people and so there's more people on tiktok standing next to their rented lambo telling you you could do this and so they get more phone calls and so they kind of have to put these gates up and say yeah you're going to start a tier one move some product for us show us that you are a value to us and we're a value to you and we're going to move you up the tier so you'll often find that you might start at 20 and a few months down the road when you sell a few you get up to 25 or up to 30 uh and then you might say hey i'd like to take a few of these in-house which we've talked about before now you're up to 35 or 40 or 50 mm. as you bring a pallet into uh, a 3PL or into your warehouse or into your garage if you got to do that, right? And so um, what I think you should focus on is is good gross profits, whether that's dollars or percentages, and then really focus the net at the end of the day because that's what really matters. What are you actually taking out of the business and putting in your pocket? And if you're shooting for what's average in America, you're looking at that 15 to 20% range. And of course, you're going to start lower than that as you have to like learn business and learn how to acquire customers profitably and drive SEO traffic. But if you can get close to that 15 percentage out of the gates at the end of the day, end of the month, you did 100,000 in sales and you took 15K out of the business, that's really, really good. Um, and certainly probably more than you're making in, in your own job. Uh, and that's a, a great way to get started. And like, that's a, to me, that's a starting point, right? $100,000 a month is a million dollar business. John and I have both been to eight figures. Now do the math on that, right? You did $10 million last year. That means you probably took 1.5 million out of the business and you got a team and you probably have a warehouse and you have a lot going on. It's a very different situation than where you started. Uh, but these are very scalable businesses. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think, you know, this probably leads into another episode we could talk about, like, how do you, you know, like um, increase your profit margins in a business. And there's certainly a number of ways, but like margins are always absolutely negotiable at the right time, right? The right time is not the day you sign up with a supplier, right? You're absolutely right. You've just got to get in there and do work, but you've got to know that, and you should know that for a lot of suppliers, like that I've worked with, like you can have that conversation around margins. um, Once you've demonstrated that, you know, you're building a relationship and it's a valuable relationship for that supplier. Generally speaking, if you can go to them and have a conversation and say, hey, look, these are the costs involved with selling your products that we're seeing. And like, you can actually step it out for them. These are the shipping costs. This is this, this is what we're left with. We'd like to do a little bit better than that to enable us to reach more customers, to sell more of your product. How about we move it up 5%? How about we go from 20 to 25%? Will that work for you? That's going to enable us to do more volume. And like supplies are realistic, right? I mean, yes, some aren't, 
But by and large, they run a business. They understand making money and making money is important and that's why they're in business. They understand that that's why you're in business. Uh, and I think, you know, if, if it's a mutually, if there's a mutually beneficial spot, generally speaking, suppliers are happy to work with you on that sort of stuff. But the, the timing is important. Do you know what I mean? Like you've, you can't just go and do it before you've sold a single thing. You know what that taught me when I started calling suppliers and doing that? That everything's fucking negotiable, right? Like uh, yeah. uh, Noah, Noah Kagan has a course, uh, you know, how to get started, like being uncomfortable. And like he makes you go ask for a discount at Starbucks like every day. He just makes you ask for a discount on coffee. Um, I started noticing when I would have people come work at my house that they'd be like, here's your bill. And I'd be like, ah, is that like, um, I think what I can do is about two thirds of that. Uh, how's that sound? And like most people are just like, they're uncomfortable, right? And they, they don't want to embrace mm -hmm. this uncomfortable. And if you can embrace the uncomfortable, everything's negotiable uh, everywhere, right? Everyone's running a business. Um, I, you know, you'd certainly see that like when you go to Thailand and you, you know, you're at the street market and you're kind of haggling, right? Uh, everything uh, doesn't have a price. They just type it in on a calculator and show it to you. And then you type back a different <laughs> one on a calculator and uh, <laughs> yeah. the price changes, right? And like, it's yeah. that where everywhere in the world. So uh, yeah, not only in life, but you know, with these suppliers, everything's negotiable. Just stand up for yourself. I think too many people treat their their suppliers like mom and dad or like, you know, the teacher at school or or their boss or something. And, and they're scared to go ask for better margins. They're scared to lean into this and, you know, fight for yourself. You're building your business. You're building something to change your life. You've got to stand up for what you need so that you can build the business you've been dreaming of and change your life the way you want to change your life. Thanks for listening to the Dropship Podcast. You can find all the show notes for this episode at dropshippodcast.com. And if you're ready to take the next step in your dropshipping journey, we invite you to join us inside Dropship Breakthrough, where John and I will walk you through step-by-step -step in starting your own high-ticket dropshipping e-commerce business. But that's not all. Dropship Breakthrough will also teach you everything you'll need to know to grow your business and take it to the next level. So head over to dropshipbreakthrough.com and sign up for our free training that will help you take the first steps towards building and growing your own profitable high-ticket dropshipping business.